This is Double Exposure Show with your hosts and professional photographers, Sophia Lemon and Petro. Keep listening if you're a photographer, entrepreneur, or small business owner looking for actionable business and marketing advice and funny off-topic rants. Join Petro, Sophia, and the Double Exposure Show community on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Hello, I'm Sophia Lemon. And I'm Petro. This week we're talking about workflows and templates. You can find uh, show notes and links uh, for this episode at uh, doubleexposure.show slash 58 plus one, which <laughs> equals 59. Yeah. I'm looking at my old show notes, so it's 59. <laughs> Please don't type in doubleexposure.show slash 58 plus one. It will not go anywhere uh, <laughs> unless I ask Sophia to create a link so that it links to 59. <laughs> I don't know if it'll work. <laughs> oh, it'll be funny. Um, yeah, cause then you have to account for people who have plus as a symbol and who would type in PLUS. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of accounting and accountability, I really enjoyed talking about it last week. Um, well rather a couple hours ago cause we're, mm-hmm. we're doubling up on the episode to goodness. And I had something really good to say and I didn't write it down. So I forgot what it was. <laughs> and I was really excited about it when we took a break between the episodes. I was like, oh, I'm going to say this. Sophia's going to love it. And then I got a phone call and out the window. So, yeah. So much for, uh, you know, being accountable. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are we going to talk about now? Like, geez. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll think about it um, as we record this episode. It, w- it will probably come back to me. And if it does, I will interrupt. We will stop everything we're doing. And I will just talk about that for the 30 seconds. Okay, and sounds good. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we can kind of move on. So welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Episode 59. Uh, let's so, see. Let's see what we can do for you. Yeah, I don't have anything new to say. Um, but I do want to, like, pat us on the back. Mm-hmm. Because... We were thinking about what we were going to talk about this episode, and I went ahead and went and looked at some other photography podcasts that I listened to, and I realized that they don't really talk about anything actionable. They don't give real advice necessarily. It's more like why you should do specific things. Um, Yes, they all have actionable advice in them, but I feel like I'm really happy with our topics and how our topics are like real things that you can employ in your business like right now. The beauty part of, about it is that we're talking from perspective of two photographers who have small businesses, mm-hmm. but the implication of our strategies and our practices can be applied to other businesses. It's not yeah. just photography. Yeah. So really, and, and I mean, I think this actually worked against us because when we started out, we were in the business category. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think we were getting a lot of photography listeners at first. Um, but now we are, we, mm-hmm. we grew dramatically. I mean, okay, fair enough. A year ago we were on our like episode six yeah. <laughs> or something, but that infographic, uh, or screen grab you sent me, 
that showed that you know a year ago we had 145 downloads Mm -hmm. today we have (laughs) 6,000 like that's still pretty impressive to me sorry it's Um, not it's not 6,000 downloads total that's 6,000 downloads like in the last month yeah (laughs) absolutely yeah absolutely I would really like to see that number at at least 10,000 by the way so Again, Tell your friends. Yeah, thanks for yeah. sharing the episode, guys. Like, and I think that's what's happening. So we grew by like 2,000, 3,000 downloads over like the span of a couple weeks because I, I checked it a while ago and I told you what our number was. And then mm-hmm. I checked it a couple days ago and I was like, hold the phone. We grew substantially. Um, and I love that. Yeah. So thanks for sharing, guys. That's really fantastic. And keep doing it. I'm also noticing that we're getting a lot of listeners that are not in Canada. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they're joining our Facebook group. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'd love to see a little bit more uh, engagement though. So if you, you know, if you did engage after the last week's episode about the accountability, uh, you know, I'm hoping that uh, I'm thanking you today yep. yeah. <laughs> rather than, uh, you know, nobody did anything and we're just talking yeah. about it. Well, and to remind you last week, we said to get in the Facebook community and let us know what your goals are and what you're going to do to achieve them. And then let us help you be accountable. So if you haven't done that already, remember, <laughs> go on the Facebook group and let us know what you've done in the past week. Let to- me yeah. help you. Let <laughs> us help you. Um, <laughs> Jerry Maguire. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, we were kind of going back and forth about what we were going to talk about today, and we didn't really have, I don't want to say a good topic, because this is a good topic, but we didn't have, like, a topic that we really wanted to talk about, and it will really help if you guys go on the group and let us know what you want to hear, Um, Mm -hmm. so we can talk about anything. Um, (laughs) We can talk about aardvarks, like, all day long. Um, (laughs) I feel like we talk about aardvarks every episode. We do. <laughs> um, there is a pinned post in the group. It's pinned to the top of the group um, where you can leave us a, a comment with the topics that you'd like to hear about. Um, and, and we would really appreciate if you would let us know what you want us to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't be afraid to ask for guests because we can go out and get guests and we have a few that we would like to have on the show that we're planning to have on the show. Scheduling um, is the worst thing because, mm-hmm. I mean, you and I, we have hard enough time just to meet up to, to schedule recording yeah. between the two of us, yeah. let alone introducing a third party who has their mm-hmm. own schedule, you know, so, but we'll do our best. Trust. Mm-hmm. For sure. So that's so. all I wanted to talk about. Get in the Facebook group and engage with us. Let us know what you want to hear about. Um, and yeah. Check out the show notes because we, Petro and I, we, these episodes, we, we kind of just like go off the cuff. Like we have things that we want to talk about, but, um, it, there isn't a defined direction. Like we're not reading a list of things, (laughs) but when we write the show notes after we record the episode, then we, you know, make it a little bit more. Um, clear (laughs) Um, and also yeah the links are in the episode Um, yeah Mm -hmm. I don't know I'm tired suddenly I'm working on by the way I'm working on getting a couple of uh, discount codes for people for various things so there's the Eve cork bags I'm working on that and then I'm also working on a referral code for a subscription box 
for female entrepreneurs. Sorry to all of the guys that listen to our show, but um, the ladies will probably really like it. And actually, probably a lot of the guys would like it, frankly. Nice. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So Eve Cork should really just sponsor us at this point. We talk about <laughs> them so much. <laughs> I'm going to get one of their bags, period. Nice. Um, so I mentioned we're going to talk about workflow and I, I, I mean, in my mind, I know what workflow is. When I talk to a lot of people about workflow, they still kind of go like, what do you mean? What is it? What is it? Like I get it workflow, mm-hmm. but the two words sort of merged together and over the last hundred or so years, they've become one word. Um, and I'm just going to read it straight from Wikipedia. It's just two sentences. And Wikipedia um, is always right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but what I like about Wikipedia is it's somebody's, uh, uh, rather than just a dictionary definition, it's, it's somebody's perspective. So how mm-hmm. they, how they say it, a workflow consists, consists of an orchestrated and repeatable pattern of business activity enabled by the systematic organization of resources into processes that transform materials, provide services or process information. It can depend it can be depicted as a sequence of operations declared as work of a person or group, an organization of staff, or one or more simple or complex mechanisms. All right. Hope that kind of made sense. If it didn't, go look it up and read it a few times. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's that's what that's sort of what workflow when we talk about it is. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's just orchestrated and repeatable patterns and tasks uh, in a business activity so yep well and I find a lot of people look at workflow like especially photographers they look at workflow like they're editing workflow so it's not the entire project but it's the what they do from the time they take the photo to the time they finish editing so it's bringing it into Lightroom it's doing exposure and color and then it's exporting it to photoshop and editing it in photoshop Um, but there is so much more to workflow and this is one of the reasons that you need to get on a service like tave um, because you can design workflows using a service like tave um, so that you know you you do the same thing every time for every job absolutely so they're, they're repeatable tasks. So yes. they're, they're orchestrated and repeatable. Those are the two words that I pulled out of there. And you, I'm so happy that you mentioned like the photography workflow in terms of capture workflow, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because yeah, there's, there's, there's two things. So there, there's a business workflow. And if you happen to be a photographer, there's, there's a photography workflow that, that will be different for everybody that you do from you know, you going out and, and clicking the shutter to you coming home and downloading your photos into uh, Lightroom or through Photo Mechanic and then cataloging them or backing them up right away or backing them up later. I don't care how you do that. Like, seriously, that that's your problem. You figure that out. It's that to me is one of the processes of the entire business workflow of the of your day to day life, you know, um, I, uh, I work, I work for another place. I'm not going to mention too many names, but, um, I, I'm sort of there on a casual basis where I walk into, um, I walk in whenever I need to, to gather information, to take some pictures, to collect some data. And so the person who opens this, the, this facility, one of the first things they do is whoever opens that day, 
<clears throat> they open the door, they walk in, and they grab the coffee uh, machine, the coffee thingy, the carafe. They go upstairs and they make the coffee. And then they go and do the rest of the opening procedures. And then when they're done, the rest of the opening procedures, they go back upstairs, grab the carafe full of coffee at this point, go and put it on the customer service desk where, or like the little cafeteria thingy where people can help themselves to coffee. And that, and that's it. <clears throat> and it's, it's kind of funny because watching that sort of inspired me to, uh, review how I do things because at this, at this time, my day, my daily routine that unfortunately for me starts at home is different every single day. There are days where I roll out of bed really tired and groggy and I just don't want to do anything and I'll go and sit on the couch for 20 minutes while reading some emails or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Then there's days where I'm like, because I have something important to do right away, I'll get up and, you know, I'll do the ritual of shower and uh, getting dressed and uh, starting my day like that. <clears throat> but I realized uh, by watching a few videos lately that people who are very successful in life, people who have the discipline to uh, have a, sort of a daily routine, day, daily workflow, they tend to be a little bit more uh, productive during the day. They tend to be a little happier and sleep better, etc. Mm -hmm. And it could For be a sure. right? And it could be as simple as starting your day by just making your bed. And I'm I'm on the fence with this like I make your bed, don't make your bed like there are studies that say by not making your bed it helps you stay creative. Like, uh, who cares? But the routine is very important, um, mm -hmm. and this routine needs to be. If you're if you're a small business owner, if you're if you're sort of a sole proprietor, if you work for yourself, this routine is extremely important in in that it will actually help mold the workflow for you and how you do day to day business tasks. Mm -hmm. So, um, I know you have a lot more to say about it, so I'm going to <laughs> pass it over to you. Well, I think it's funny that you mentioned making your bed because I started doing that in the summer and it seems to, um, be carrying over. Like it's something that I have picked up doing and haven't put down. And now my day feels like a mess if I don't make my bed in the morning. Right. <laughs> um, and I'm, you know me, I am big on routine. Like I want to record on the same day of the week, every week at the same time. Um, yeah. I'm, and, and whereas me, I, I don't follow a seven day week schedule sort of thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so to me, like I, I personally wouldn't know what day of the week it was if mm -hmm. we didn't have to record a podcast. On yeah. a Wednesday morning, so to speak. Yeah. Um, to me, it's just a day in a calendar and like I have different tasks, but my workflow is completely different. And I'll mm -hmm. be completely honest and transparent with you. My mm -hmm. workflow is a disaster yeah. because it can, my workflow consists of about half a dozen workflows based on the things I have to do and who I have to work for that day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, as you know, am big on um, calendars. <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. Um, sorry, I'm making a note. Um, <laughs> and notes, you're big on notes. Yes. Like I write shit down. I keep a calendar. I know what I'm doing every day and it's, 
I have gone so far. I don't know if I sent you a screenshot of this, but I have gone so far as to create a daily framework in my calendar so that when I'm scheduling my following week, which I do every week on Thursday, I schedule it the next week. Um, <clears throat> I have a framework each day for what I'm going to be doing that day. So um, Mondays, Tuesdays, I get up, go to the gym, come home from 9 to 9.30. I have email from 9.30 to 10. I have Instagram engagement. And then from 10 to 12, I have um, content creation. Then I have lunch. Then I have two hours of rest and rejuvenation, which <laughs> means I can take a 20-minute nap. I might go for a walk. I might do some personal projects, like just clean up some stuff around the house or whatever needs to be done. Because I have found through having the same routine for years that like from like noon until four o'clock, I'm pretty much useless. <laughs> and then four o'clock, I get like a burst of energy until like seven o'clock. So yeah, so I have like two hours of rest and rejuvenation from three until five. I do like photo editing. So that's when I really sit down on my computer and really do like edits on shoots that I've had weddings. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that stuff can carry into six o'clock, um, seven o'clock if it needs to. Um, and then I have dinner scheduled into <laughs> my calendar. <laughs> um, so every week I follow the same framework and I put um, what I'm doing each day mm -hmm. into those spots. Then I delete them from my calendar just so it doesn't look like a flippin' disaster. Um, but I find that following the same plan all the time is really useful for me. Um, you might think that I sound super rigid. It totally sounds like I'm super rigid. However, keep in mind that I am a small business owner. I am self-employed and therefore like through the week, my schedule looks different. So I might be doing those emails, engagement and content creation from a coffee shop. Um, Thursdays, right. yeah, Thursdays I go to um, Collingwood most weeks to work in a different environment. Um, and that's when I do some intentional learning stuff. So I like download resources all the time off of the internet and I save them in a folder. And then every week I look at one of those when I'm in Collingwood or Wednesdays, I might be in the studio recording <laughs> like I am right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I do different things every day of the week and from different places. I'm not like, <laughs> crazy OCD rigid. I hope not. <laughs> I, my day just follows the basic same structure because, you know, that's what I found makes me happy and keeps me most productive. So yeah, routine is super awesome. Oh, and then at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, I put my phone down for the night and I do some, I like listen to a podcast, do some stretching, relax. I find that really helps me sleep well. <coughs> I say that while I am coughing and recovering from a cold that kept me from <laughs> sleeping for like a few days. Hmm. <laughs> I bet that screwed up your uh, routine. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So I have templates in my calendar. So in my Google calendar, in my OmniFocus and in Tave for different things. So in OmniFocus, in my calendar, obviously I have my daily framework. So I know what I'm doing every day. In OmniFocus, I plan out all of my marketing projects and everything. Um, every blog post that I want to post and I have all the steps that I need to take in order to post a blog post. 
um, and share that blog post and everything. In Tave, I have my workflows, which are related to dealing with clients. So when a lead comes in, I follow the same steps. Um, when a job is booked, I follow the same steps. When, after I've taken the photos, um, I follow the same steps. And then once the job is completed, I follow the same steps. Hmm. And I have a different workflow for um, every type of job. Um, so here's step number one for you guys. If you do not have workflows, if you are not using workflows or pipelines or um, flows <laughs> in whatever database, CRM, or whatever service you use, something like Tabe, something like ShootQ, something like um, Sprout, you start doing it right now. Hmm. You don't have to have it perfect right now. You're going to forget things. If you start writing down all of the steps to shooting a wedding, uh, booking and shooting a wedding, you're probably going to miss stuff. And over the years, you're going to change that workflow. It does not have to be perfect right now. Just start writing it down and then putting it into your system and linking it to jobs so that each job you can check off when you have taken specific steps mm -hmm. and you know where you are um, on each of those projects. If you have absolutely no idea where to start, I'm going to plug Tave again. Tave has sort of starter kits for like <coughs> every kind of profession. So any kind of creative profession. So a wedding photographer, a photo booth service, a graphic designer, web developer, um, hairstylist, all of that fun stuff. Okay. See, that, so, that's something I was, sorry to interrupt, it's something I've been wondering about. If if Tave is sort of only targeted at photographers or can other businesses implement Tave? Because we do talk about, about Tave a lot. Mm -hmm. So... So this is what I like about Tave because yes, it is totally targeted towards photographers, but it is for creatives. So you can create anything that you need to. You can create different kinds of job types, um, different kinds of clients, all of that fun stuff. So it can be for any creative type of person. And frankly, a non-creative could use it too. Um, it's just a really good CRM that way. Mm -hmm. So you can design it to your purposes. For me, I photograph a lot of weddings. So what I did is I went in and I looked at um, their system, like their pre-populated system for weddings. So there's a whole bunch of things that they create, they've created just for weddings. And you can go in and just pick this template and install it and it'll totally get you started. And so they have a wedding workflow here, which is their basic workflow. And it starts with like a pre-booking um, list, which is like request a wedding consultation, schedule the wedding consultation, follow up after the consultation, build the quote. That simple. Um, in the booking stage for their wedding workflow, they have send the balance invoice to um, the client, email a wedding prep questionnaire to the client. Mm -hmm. And all of these have due dates, by the way. So okay. the, the wedding the wedding prep questionnaire goes out to the client one month before the job date. So as the job date is approaching, you're not going to miss anything because this stuff's going to pop up in your system saying you need to send this questionnaire, you need to send the balance invoice or whatever to this client for this job. And then in the fulfillment stage, so after the wedding actually happens, 
It has um, download and backup the photos, edit and upload the sneak peek, call the photos, send to the post-processing service or edit the photos yourself, finalize the photo edits, deliver the photos, and then create a blog post. So that's a very basic workflow for sort of a shoot and burn photographer. Mm -hmm. My workflow has like a ton of more stuff in it. (laughs) Um, And I've gone so far as to put in like a workflow for just the day before the wedding, which is like build the wedding day worksheet, Mm -hmm. make sure that all of their requested photos are in there. Um, Bride and groom's contact information, best man and maid of honors contact information, format the memory cards, charge the batteries, all that fun stuff. Um, I've also added like a review to uh, a review request workflow. So make sure that I am asking each client for a review. And then I am following up with that request for a review. Mm-hmm. And then that I am sharing that testimonial on my social media. So these are some of the things that I include in, in my workflow system. And I kind of want to go back and forth with you on a few things and sort of get your opinion on like when you should do some things. Um, but do you have any sort of workflow system? Like when you shoot weddings, like who hand, I would assume that Hannah like handles most of the communication and getting stuff done and steps like that. I handle a hundred percent. So how do you manage that? So I have a very unique uh, brain where it retains a hundred percent of information, whether it's good or bad or uh, whatever. And um, as long as it's not something short term, like remembering what I wanted to say about <laughs> the, the previous week's episode, um, yeah. I will remember things like to the point where if uh, you book a wedding with me today for 2019, August, at some point, um, I will always remember that I will always remember all the details, <coughs> uh, even times and uh, where I have to be. Uh, I'll remember what you wore to the meeting. Like it's it's kind of a weird weird thing. The little little tiny things I remember, and I'll be honest with you, it actually helps me be a better photographer because I notice things in that I could <clears throat> include yes, or take out, you know. Uh, but it, it but it does not help me to be a great business person <clears throat> because I know that I can commit a lot of things to memory, and I don't really have to do a lot of things uh i don't have to write things down and therefore um using tave to me was a little bit more time consuming than uh than just not doing it at all right so now that's not to say that i can't benefit from it i really do need something like that because as the um as the business grows as uh jobs pile on uh, the, the biggest problem that I have is, again, going back to last week and accountability <clears> is <throat> knowing uh, that, oh, wait, OK, so I photographed everything, but now I have five outstanding photo shoots with no deadlines. Yeah. Right. So this is where uh, a hard copy for us came into play, where we started to write down um what we have, what we need to do, and sort of a checklist. And the reason for the hard copy is it's a constant visual reminder whether or not 
uh, I'm working on it. If I'm walking by, I see it out of the corner of my eye. And if we need to expedite something or we're falling behind on things, we can do that. Now, my issue is because is with the amount of things we do, a 24 hour day is not sufficient enough for me. Uh, mm-hmm. If I had a 25 hour day, it would be a lot better. <laughs> I could mm-hmm. I could get a lot more work done. Um, but what 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 it comes down to is that. Well, let me put it into perspective. You know how you schedule a call with a service and they're like, we'll be there from 12 to 3. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm starting to do now uh, because I found that I was constantly late. And yeah, well, and, and, <laughs> and the biggest problem, <laughs> that's right. And the biggest problem for that is that I have a lot that I'm doing in a given day. And mm-hmm. because I'm not the most efficient in using uh, like a, a CRM or like a Tave or whatever, um, because that in itself takes time from the task and I'm not allowing time for administration. I'm finding that if if I if I do an hour task, if I start a one hour task in the morning at 10 a.m. and I'm done that one hour task at 11 a.m., um, and I don't have another task until 1130. Well, sure, I might have allowed myself 30 minutes for 15 minute travel time. But then I'm also the one who's picking up the phone because there's a phone call. And yeah. I need to negotiate, you know, new shipping rates with a third party uh, company that just called me. <clears throat> and that's literally what delayed me to start working on our on this episode, right? I said, yeah. hang on, I, I have a call. So if something like that delays me, now I'm no longer going to be able to make it to that 10.30 o'clock appointment. And if that takes an hour, then I'm no longer on time for the next task. And the problem is it snowballs. And mm-hmm. and what I need to do is I need to find some sort of personal assistant who, who can understand and read my brain and handle my tasks <laughs> like that. So, but what I've learned from this is that I'm doing too much in a given day. Uh, mm-hmm. A customer is going to wait 14 days if they're willing to wait 12 days and even if they're willing to wait 10 days. So what I'm starting to do now is I'm starting to, rather than try to appease my customer, uh, my client, rather than trying to please them, I am now trying to please my own sanity schedule and um family <laughs> mm-hmm. and and this this has really been a big eye-opener ever since you know we had uh mia which was uh you know today's november 1st so she's literally four months old today um so over the last four months i've been kind of reinventing my workflow and how i do things and a lot of it has to do with the fact that i realized i'm doing too much in a given day i'm a little bit less late lately and mm-hmm. people are noticing and you know they're commenting on it and these are like the regular clients. And I just want to tell them like, nothing's different. <laughs> I'm just doing less so I can make it yeah. over here. So my biggest challenge is my workflow doesn't fit into a regular day. Yeah. So my recommendation for you mm-hmm. then, I mean, would be to use automations and templates mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for the communication aspects with your clients that you don't really need to handle. Um, so for example, I have all of these steps in my workflow and one of them, the very first thing is to request a consultation with a lead. 
So a couple emails me about their wedding. Um, Excuse me. So a couple emails me about their wedding. The first thing that happens is Tave sends an email back to them um, with a pre-populated email template, which I have written, which includes a photo of me, um, an about bio of me um, and how I work. And then a link to go schedule a consultation um, Mm -hmm. to choose the right time for them and book the consultation in. Um, So I do not have to talk to a client until I actually have to talk to them. Right. Um, Some people will not like that. I have formatted the email so that it reads as a personal email, like it reads like I wrote it to them. Um, but I just, I don't have to deal with that. So rather than getting a new lead and then the next day (laughs) going, okay, what do I need to do next? I need to send them a request for a consultation. They just get it immediately. That step in my workflow is automatically taken care of. So, um, yeah, write down, you know, this, (laughs) each step to each kind of job that you do. And then maybe start marking off like things that you could write templates for and manually send Mm -hmm. out or um, write templates for and automatically send out so that you don't have to deal with these things um, each time they come up. Uh, So here's a few things that I have templates for. I have my intake email, so which requests the consultation. I have a an automated um, review request email, which then links them to Google or whatever. Um, I send out questionnaires to my clients right after booking and then in a series of them before their wedding comes um, so that I have all of the information that I need. So for example, I have all of the emergency contact information and I don't have to like call them to get that information. It just sends a questionnaire to them mm-hmm. All they have to do is click on it and then they see the information that I need. They put it in. It's done. It's easier for everyone. Hmm. Um, What else do I have? I have templates for quotes. So I have different kinds of templates for different kinds of quotes. So for a wedding, for a prince um, and stuff like that. So after I have a consultation or a proofing session or whatever, Um, I build their quote and then I email it to them and I can just choose the template for that particular type of job. So I am not every time I send out one of these emails or every time I have a new new job come in or whatever, I'm not writing this stuff out from the beginning every single time. (laughs) It saves a heck of a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do have a question for you, Patrick. Yes. When should I ask for a review? From your customers? Yeah. Like you're you're supposed to do it like pretty much immediately. Well, that's so, uh, sort of like hard when you're still fresh in, in our business, I know. right? I know. Like you're supposed to do it when you're like fresh in their minds. So should I do it when because I deliver albums. Should I do it yeah. after I deliver the proof gallery? Yes. Yeah, after you deliver the yeah. proof gallery before yeah. you deliver the albums. That's that's yeah, usually that's when I ask. Um, yeah. And so put that in your workflow. Um, 
after they're like, after like, oh my God, I love the photos. Like that's probably the best time, right? Yes. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it after you deliver the album because <laughs> they're not going to do it. That, you know, I don't, yes. I'm not worried about negative reviews. They're just not going to do it. They're going to be like, we have our yes. album. Screw you. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So in the past, I've actually done it in a thank you card. So by, mm-hmm. by sending out a thank you card. And, um, in that thank you card, it was sort of a hard copy. Like literally I sent him a thank you card, uh, for everything. And it was a hard copy, like little printout, sort of like, you know, how we include the little cards about how to take care of your prints, etc. It was like yeah. that. And it was, uh, you know, here's how you can help us out. If you really enjoyed your experience, here's how you can help us out. Re- review us on Google, review us on <laughs> Facebook, review us here, review us there, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Right. And then I realized, well, wait a minute, that, that's kind of asking them to take a step because um, they can't click on the card, li- on the link on the card, right? Yeah. Um, so then what I did is uh, I, I emailed them pretty much a thank you and we stopped sending out cards because we never really heard back from those people. Um, yeah. And I found that uh, I was still not getting the, um, the, the clickbacks and reviews. So what I finally realized works is a personal email outlining the best experiences from the project and um, telling uh, maybe a quick little anecdote. So it does take take the time for you. It's almost asking for a favor. Like bluntly, you're almost saying, hey, I'm writing to you today because I've really enjoyed working Mm -hmm. with you. This is something we enjoy doing. Um, We grow our business uh, for by telling others uh, from the perspective of people like you, if you can do us a favor, I literally write it like that. If you can do me a favor and yeah. hop on over to these uh, platforms and leave us a positive review to help others uh, have this similar experience mm-hmm. or even use the word same experience, uh, it will be greatly yeah. appreciated. I've gone ahead and included the links below. Thank you in advance. Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if they review, um, what I've done, we don't do that anymore just because we're too busy and it's kind of too bad. But for people who did review, I then sent them a thank you card, not because they're Mm -hmm. not, not saying thank you for reviewing us, but I then sent them a thank you card, um, in the mail and included like a little letter type thing saying, um, Hey, thank you so much. Uh, just want to remind you, you have a perpetual 20% discount on all product from Lux photography company. (laughs) And, um, that's when we get a couple of extra orders after that again. So they're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, great. I get rewarded for this, you know? So that's worked. That's worked better than, uh, just, a just an automated email, unfortunately. So, um, yeah. but you can automate this task by <laughs> kind of coming up after certain tasks have been completed, right? So after mm-hmm. the proof gallery was completed, you can have it pop up and schedule, uh, a little email, you know? Yeah. So. so another thing is I noticed that a lot of photographers, they book a job and then they never talk to the people until it's time right, for the right. job. So you book a wedding and then you don't talk to them until like the week before. And then you're like, shit, I need all of this information <laughs> <Yes>. from you. 
like how often should people be checking in with their clients? Like I like to check in with them like once every a month six weeks before their wedding. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of that is just through the automated questionnaires that are going out mm -hmm. to them. So that's great. Um, and then I also talk to them on social media and everything. They're on my Facebook and all that fun stuff. But if I'm not checking in with them, I want something in my workflow to remind me to check in with these people. You should be checking in with them uh, for the simple fact that it will, um, it's, a, it's very self-serving uh, because mm -hmm. you're also reminding them about you, about your brand. And when you check in with them, you can check in in two ways. First of all, you should add them to your mailing list and you should be sending yeah. out something monthly anyways. So if they're kind of like, yeah. you know what, screw you, I, I'm already hired you, I don't need you, um, mm -hmm. then so be it. Uh, but you can you can have a different mailing list. You can have a mailing list for your future clients and for your past clients. Mm -hmm. um, and for future clients, you can uh, announce new products, announce new services, uh, you can announce uh, some news. You can also, um, if there's something you're doing, you can share some photos that you've done from a previous mm -hmm. thing saying, you know, this was fantastic. You know, we really like this, whatever. The possibilities are endless, but you should mm -hmm. at least keep keep in contact with them uh, through the email list. Um, what I like to do is, is see, sometimes you book a wedding six months away. And so through the questionnaires and through the constant contact with them, you're already keeping in touch with them. But sometimes we book weddings mm -hmm. two years in advance. So what do you do? Mm -hmm. um, collect their information, wish them uh, happy holidays, wish them happy birthdays, wish them happy mm -hmm. anniversaries, um, right? Um, again, a lot of this can be automated and should be automated so that you're not wasting your time just basically writing thank you notes to everybody and things like that. Um, but reach out and, and you don't have to make it your workflow to be, you know, that annoying aunt that calls on your birthday every year. Um, but you can just kind of send a note. Um, if you've done an engagement session with a wedding client, um, you can share a photo and say, you know, happy birthday to this person or whatever you want to do, or five years ago, these two met and I'm, I'm going to be photographing them or, or something like that and tagging them in it. That mm -hmm. also counts towards communication, um, be, keeping in touch with them because quite often they will reach out, even if it, even if it's social media and it's in the comment and they're like, oh my gosh, love this photo. This is my favorite one. And I'll, I'm guilty for this. I love doing this. I love withholding some photos that are amazing. Um, mm -hmm. So like the client will get the photos delivered. So let's say it's an engagement session, but then I'll withhold one or two photos that I just find are like re really incredibly artistic or uh, whatever you want to call it. But they, they may have a photo similar to that. So when we post it, um, they've never even seen it yet. And it makes them look back. It makes them go back to it, et cetera. You know, now if we're doing like a, a book for them or, or whatever, um, I may not do that, but if we just kind of deliver photos to them and they haven't done anything yet, we will do that. So it, there's, there's mm -hmm. tricks that I, that I have up my sleeve sort of thing. And what, what it is, is I love to make every client feel special. I like to make every yeah. client think that I'm doing something for them that I haven't done before. And in some respect, it's true. It's not, it's just 
diff- different different things I do for different people, so to speak. So uh, I don't have a set of, you know, like a hundred things I do and everybody gets that. I kind of get to pick and choose from that. Um, six weeks before the wedding, I make sure that all the bills are uh, paid in full or are about to be paid in full. I give them four weeks before the wedding to be paid in full. Uh, I give them an incentive to do that. Um, I tell them basically that if you pay your bill uh, f- four weeks before uh, the due date, um, then you're getting an included uh, discount uh, via a, a, a print credit, um, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is two hundred dollars. So, and if you, I basically tell them if you don't pay four weeks ahead, bef- if you don't pay before the due date. So, if your wedding's August sixteenth and you don't pay me by July sixteenth, it's not even four weeks it's like a calendar month um you mm-hmm. you, you forfeit your 200 dollars discount uh print credit mm-hmm. and it, your payment is due two weeks before the wedding otherwise we're not even showing up um you know and i don't say it like that <laughs> i'm not showing up mm-hmm. to your wedding unless you pay me um i'm very yeah. flexible with deposits i will hold like again i don't tell this to my clients but i will hold dates and reserve people uh, if they haven't paid me the deposit and we never call them deposits, we call them retainers. Yes. Um, yeah, because do yourself a favor, call it a retainer because then it'll just be better. Um, (laughs) we don't have enough time to get into that today. And, um, um, so, so I will kind of do people a favor. I mean, if, if I know, if I know them and I kind of like them, you know, I'll, I'll call, if I have Brandon photographing the wedding, I'll call Brandon and I'll say, look, I need you mm-hmm. for this day. Uh, book me in this day, you know? Uh, and I've never ever had anybody cancel yet. Um, uh, mm-hmm. and so I'm not going to be kind of like a Nazi strict person about it. Like I need a retainer before I even talk to you. I'll, I'll start the communication. Yeah. I'll start the conversation with them without it. But yeah. when it comes to due dates, as far as, um, uh, getting paid, then, Hey, let's, let's get this done. So, so back to the communication, six weeks, four weeks, two weeks, regardless, a lot of it has to do now with business. So, so mm-hmm. you're kind of talking about that in the last week, I kind of leave them alone and I touch base with them the day before the wedding. I, yeah. I literally just call them up and say, how was your rehearsal? It'll be, it'll be in the evening too. And I'll be like, Hey, you know, you got five minutes to talk. Yeah. Okay. How was your rehearsal? Oh, it was, it was awesome. We're, we had fun. Uh, okay. Any changes? No, everything's still on board. Cool. Uh, and then I'll ask a couple of personal questions. I'll be like, you know, um, whatever, whatever you feel, but make them feel good about it. Make them feel as if they've, as if you've called a friend and you're coming mm-hmm. out to see us and, and just make, put them at ease and say, Hey, I'll be there tomorrow. Uh, I know we're starting at 11. I'll probably be there just before. Um, if I'm there a few minutes later, don't panic. Um, you know, just cause you start at 11, we're not going to start taking pictures until, until things get rolling. So, you know, don't worry about it. And, and we're there yeah, like half um, an hour before anyways. So if you're going to do this, just a little tip, everyone, um, if you're going to call a couple the night before their wedding, um, leave a voicemail if they don't answer the phone and, and be like, hey, I'm just calling to check in and see how things are going and I hope your day went well so that they don't see your call display and they're like, oh my God, Petro called me. There's an emergency and he's not coming that to our happened. wedding. So leave that a voicemail. That happened for real. Yeah. I got a call at like 1155. 
I'm so sorry to call you before midnight. I just saw my phone. Is everything okay? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, leave a voice. <laughs> so there's one other thing I want to mention. So when you're working with a service like Tave, you're going to have um, job workflows and deliverable workflows. So job workflows are all of the things that you do for every single of the same job. So every single wedding, you have the same steps. Um, deliverable workflows are for things that vary for each job. So for me, I have deliverable workflows like an engagement session, a second shooter, or an album, because those things will be different for each wedding. Um, so when you add them as a product in your um, invoice, it will automatically add those deliverable workflows to the job workflow. Um, just a little bit of a tip so that you don't add like a second shooter <laughs> workflow to each job, but you don't have a second shooter for each job. Just a little tip. Um, so that's about it. So what I'm going to recommend is that you get on a service like Tave. There will be a link in the show notes. Go and look at their like pre-populated um, templates and choose one that is applicable mm -hmm. to you. Just go ahead and pick it and have it set up for you. You can change it later. You don't have to worry about there being stuff in there that you don't want. You can change it. Um, and then start, just take out a piece of paper and a pen and start writing down all of the stuff that you do for each different kind of job. Separate it out and start building that into your workflows. Um, add a review workflow to each job type so that you remember to ask for a review for each job that you have. Um, and yeah, and start building out templates um, for various types of emails and do questionnaires and everything um, for each job so that you're, you know, you're not writing these things all over again mm -hmm. for each job and you're just saving yourself that much time. <sighs> That's pretty good. Also, would you guys find it helpful if we shared um, our own templates with you? I would like uh, to know. Of course post, they would. <laughs> post, like, let us know in the group and maybe like we will make some email templates available to you. So let us know. You know, the wedding workflow task progression in Tave, like the, the chart mm -hmm. that has the little check marks and squares. Um, so. Yep. Those, those are based on deadlines. So basically when they're red, that's yes. past the deadline, correct? Okay. Because, yes. again, uh, we need to go back to Tave. Like currently we're not using Tave. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and the cool thing about it for you especially is that in Tave you can have um, other <laughs> employees yes. in your system. So Hannah could be getting notifications for certain tasks while you're getting notifications mm -hmm. for other tasks so that, it depends on what you guys do and then you can set due dates based on like practically anything in a job or in a person's profile so for my album like the album workflow automatically starts when i send the proof gallery to people so i send the proof gallery to people and then it the next task is get um like get the photos for the album there's no due date on that because the clients have to choose their mm -hmm. photos. 
So they choose their photos. As soon as they choose their photos, I check off that box. And the next thing is like so many days after that box is checks, checked, um, I have to design the first draft right. of the album. After that, I deliver it. I, the next box is get, um, get reviews from the last draft. And then after I check that, then so many days later, it's design the next draft of the album and so on and so forth. Yeah. So one thing, and this isn't related to what I wanted to say initially, but that, um, wedding, uh, darn it. What's it called? The workflow chart thingy. The, uh, yep. <laughs> um, <coughs> so re in relation to our last episode, the wedding workflow task progression chart, <clears throat> this is your accountability. This is, this is exactly, yeah, exactly what it's doing. So if you are on the fence about it, uh, or, you know, you listen to last week's episode and you're like, well, I don't really have anybody I trust. I'm kind of self-conscious. I kind of don't want to share a lot of information. Um, first of all, uh, stop being like that, like burst out of your yeah. bubble and start living a life where you share with people. Because I find when you share with people, you learn from them because they they've probably already done it and made a mistake. And what better way to learn mm -hmm. than from other people's mistakes? Um, and yes. additionally, it, you know, but but if you don't, if you don't want to share or if you can't because you're in the secluded area, you're you know, there's nobody else in your industry, you nobody else to guide you, nobody else to help you. Um, this is going to be your accountability chart, you know. The task yeah. pro progression is going to glow red and glow yellow, and and it is really <laughs> annoying when it's red. Unless you're colorblind, <laughs> in which case you shouldn't be a photographer, probably. But um, and I don't want to oh, say geez. that because because I've worked with a colorblind <laughs> photographer well, and he was incredible. So, um, anyways, <laughs> uh, I I have not much else to add. It's something we can actually expand on moving forward. And I think I'd like to revisit this and uh, I'd like to revisit Tave a little bit more in depth and kind of go from there. Uh, but uh, use, yeah, my link. use, uh, use the link on uh, double exposure dot show. Slash 59. 59. Yes. Um, <laughs> and are we just going to put it um, in the show notes uh, and links? Yeah, so I, I'm I'm putting these links go at the bottom of every episode's show notes. So if you go to that, if you go to that link in your web browser, scroll to the bottom, you'll see the link for top. I'm suggesting we put up um, a links and affiliates kind of type page. Um, let's oh, do yeah, that. Yeah. That way, um, that way we can actually have that uh, Tave code on there and. Uh, that might take some time to create. Well, let's uh, let, um, let's we'll put that, that uh, into your <laughs> task regression, and I will hold yeah. you accountable for it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't get it. What are we talking about? <laughs> so um, yeah, we want to know what steps you're taking to um, manage your workflow. Uh, share your workflow with us. Uh, Join. Yeah, I want I want to see yeah. some people's workflows. And we're not just talking about your photography workflow, you know, we're talking about your actual like business workflow. Um, and you can do yeah. that by joining the conversation on Facebook at the Double Exposure Show group, um, aka Face Group. 
And uh, <laughs> and again, don't forget, you can find all the links in this episode uh, at doubleexposure.show slash 59. Yeah. So thanks to Benjamin Edward for our aardvark and Ben Sound for our theme music. And thanks again to all of you for sharing this episode with a friend. You guys rock. Um, now, if you really want to rock like super hard, go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review because you'd be doing us a huge favor and helping other people um, find the show. Yes. yes. And now I want pizza. You know why? Because it's been a slice. <laughs> Until next time. Oh my God. <laughs> Get to work. <laughs> <laughs>